back to Tennis Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network. An interesting night on day six, to say the least. Evans goes down badly. Felix Ogeliasim in form. That's the Felix we were scared of. That's why we didn't want to go too, too big on that play. But the other two coming back from the brink of defeat to cash in Alize Cornet, who is just a few points away from losing her match in the second set. And of course, Kaya Kanepi minus four and a half. Comes back to win from 6-2 down. To put that in perspective, she had to win the final two sets 12-3 or better, and she won them 12-2. So the handicap comes through, but the slow start where she lost the first four games almost cost us. All right, on to day seven. But first, be sure to like this video. Hit the subscribe button down below. Again, as I mentioned on the last video, tons of content for you coming up in the next few days across all sports. So now's the time you want to be subscribed. Make sure you get all that. And of course, drop a comment with your favorite play in the comment section below. If you listen in audio format, make sure you're rate to rate, review, and subscribe at whichever podcast app you listen to, to Daily Fantasy Sports, Picks and Bets, The Mix. All right, let's jump in. We'll begin with the women for this video on day seven, and we are going to back the red-hot Victoria Azarenka against Barbara Krejcikova here. Minus three games at about minus 118 and minus 120 available out there. Seems like a nice price to me for a few reasons. First, the all-important three and not three and a half, four or four and a half games in this spot, which means if this does go three sets, this is still a number that a lot of people can cover uh, depending on the set score. So it's still a number that even if we drop a set, is still live. I mean, the four and a half was live with Kanepi yesterday, but this one, again, a little more live here when you get a game and a half extra uh, to work with. Second, Victoria Azarenka in completely dominant form, running through to the fourth round here. Absolutely dominated Alina Svitolina in what was, you know, a great matchup for her, a terrible matchup for Alina, who always struggles with power hitters. And now we've got her here against someone who struggled last round against a power player in Yelena Ostapenko, and that's Barbara Krejcikova. Look, Krejcikova comes through last year, breakout season in 2021, winning the French Open. Had a great semifinal against Maria Sacre there that got her to the final, and then, of course, a great final as well. Improved on hard courts a lot, but I'm not sure quicker hard courts are necessarily where she's at her best. Her defensive play, her angling, she needs a bit more time to get uh, set up to make sure her shots and her angles are where they where she wants them to be. I'm not sure that these courts give her that. And Victoria Azarenka can provide not maybe not as much power as Ostapenko, but far more solidity from the baseline and far more consistency. So if, if Krejcikova is going to struggle with the power, she's not going to get nearly as many errors from Azarenka to bail her out as she did in her last match. Concerned about the matchup here for her. I'm going to back the player who's had success, won this tournament before, albeit, again, way back around 10 years ago. But because Victoria does have success on these courts, she does like quicker conditions. She is in form. She's got the power advantage and she will be dictating points. I'm willing to lay the three games in this spot with her. Over to the men's side of the draw, going to back Alexander Zverev minus five and a half games against Denis Shapovalov at minus 115. Look, Denis Shapovalov has always played up to his competition. That's the only thing in this matchup that potentially concerns me. He, he, you know, from the beginning of his career, when he burst onto the scene as an unknown teenager at the Rogers Cup, beating the likes of Rafael Nadal, right to last summer, where he kept Novak Djokovic so close at Wimbledon in what was another one of the matches of his life. Here's the problem for me is that's a narrative. And I understand sometimes, you know, those things do come into play because his psyche could be 
get like he could be locked in for this match. But Alexander Zverev is just leaps and bounds better than him. He has the power to hit with Shapovalov. He's got the return game to break him down. And he's got the baseline consistency to wait out those Denis Shapovalov errors that always creep into his game. So I'm going to back Zverev here. Zverev mentioned before the tournament caused a stir. He said, there's a new big three in town on hard courts. Danil Medvedev, Novak Djokovic, and myself. And frankly, while people debated whether it, whether it was some, you know the right thing to say or stupid or you're not a big three, it doesn't matter. He was right. They are the best three hardcore players in the world right now. And I think that shines through down under in the fourth round against Denis Shapovalov. Finally, I'm going to go on the other side of five and a half games in a different match and take Miamir Kichmanovic plus five and a half games against Gael Monfils. This one is actually around even money. Uh, so you can probably get six for about minus 120, minus 125 if you're so inclined. I prefer the five and a half. Still plenty of games uh, of a head start here on the spread. And I like the price closer to even money. Look, Gael Monfils did the job for us last time around. It was shaky. He rolled his ankle in the first set and needed a tie break to win it before running away 6-1, 6-3 in the final two sets against Christian Garin. But this is a different animal. One, Kichmanovic's serve has been on fire this week, something that Garin didn't have. If you don't have a big serve against someone as athletic as Monfils, who can get around the court and who can get as a ton of balls back like he can, you're going to be in trouble. He's going to work his way into a lot of service games. We saw that against Garin last round. Kichmanovic's serve has been much, much better. He's also improved a lot from the baseline. The errors, the ability, the, the you know, he's late getting, he used to be late getting set up for his ground strokes. All that seems to be gone in his game. And I think a lot of that has to do with his new coach, David Nalbandian, who, of course, the Argentine was an absolute wall from the back of the court. Incredible player and based his game on consistency and solidity from the baseline. His rally tolerance was elite. And I think we're starting to see that creep into Kichmanovic's game a bit. He's been much better from the baseline. He's been involved in longer rallies. His shot making is great. His depth on his ground strokes has been much, much better this week. And this season on the whole, wins against Tommy Paul are impressive. Uh, you know, and he's also a guy who's taken advantage of the fact that he was supposed to play Novak Djokovic first round here. Kind of someone he looked up to, right? He's a, a young Serb uh, who grew up in the time and era of Novak Djokovic dominating. So uh, he got really, really lucky when Novak Djokovic was deported from Australia and Salvatore Caruso came in to take his place. He wipes Caruso off the court, beats Tommy Paul, ends up here in the fourth round. And I think he's, he can give Monfils fits. The other part about this I do like as well, Monfils, despite winning all three of his matches in straight sets, despite having a ton of 6-1, 6-2, and 6-3 sets, relatively quick sets on court. At the end of that match against Garin, for the final two or three games, he was hunched over between a lot of points. Now, he's an entertainer, and he's known for his theatrics. Could he have been exaggerating on his fatigue? Potentially. But I'm not convinced. A lot of people have talked over the years about Gael Monfils because of the style he plays, the amount he runs, the amount he's sprinting around. He is gonna, it's going to be tough for him to go deep in grand slams in a best-of-five set format because of the energy he expends. Can his body hold up? I think that, you know, even if he exaggerated a bit, we started to see that creep in in the final stages of that third-round match. And this could be a spot where if he does run out of gas, Kichmanovic could very well run away with this thing in an outright fashion, let alone cover five and a half games. So there are my day seven picks. We'll be back tomorrow to get you set up for day eight and the second day of fourth round action. Thanks for watching, everybody.